0: Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Wednesday, December 15th, and this is episode number 128. I am your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my friend, Menachem Eikovitz. Menachem, how are you and how are things going?
1: I am doing well. I'm happy to be here, Rod. Always, It's always a pleasure talking to you. We tweet a lot. We We, 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 speak, we text sometimes. It's great to hear your voice. Hope all is well by you and your family as well.
0: Yeah, things going well, and I guess it's like we were just talking. I guess it's been a year since you've been on here, so um, time time flies. Uh, yeah. it doesn't seem like it's been that long since we've spoke. Um, but uh, yeah, we've uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Man, it's it just been uh, uh, a lot of crazy stuff going on in the uh, in the world of the Cleveland Browns. Um, I understand you're not uh, not drinking anything tonight. I'll just mention briefly. I, I'm I'm drinking my first Great Lakes Christmas Ale of the season, and I actually got a six pack as a gift from from my brother Jeff and uh, my sister in law Jan, who are um, actually uh, my brother is out uh, this week, I'm not uh, going to be on the podcast. So he's he's on a little uh, vacation so um yeah yeah he, he'll he'll hear the podcast eventually though yes so um i thought it was appropriate to drink one of these um during the show and uh we're gonna try to make some sense of uh of what's going on or at least um <laughs> try, try to figure it out a little bit so um a lot of things happening i mean you know everybody's talking about all the uh, all the positive covet tests and everything uh we also had had a game on Sunday that uh, you know, depending on how you how you look at it, you know, you're either happy because of the win or you're kind of mad because the Browns didn't you know win big enough. Um, you know, the Browns have what uh, four games left, and they're you know you're hoping that they're going to make a playoff push, but the you know the schedule's not easy. So, and now we've got more complications. So, uh, so Minakam, let's let's kind of get into this little by little and um, where do we start oh. yeah where do we start with all this I mean you know you look at the division and it, it is as tight as tight can be with the the Ravens at eight and five Browns and Bengals at seven and six and the Steelers uh, at six six and one um, you know in Cleveland we kind of hope the Steelers are out of it but you never know for sure with the Steelers so <laughs> you can't count them
1: out you can't come out until they're out. That's really what it comes down
0: to. It. No, they're, that's right. That's right. And Yeah, I mean, they're everybody's just so close. Anything can happen, especially with, with the way COVID is really ramping up now. And it's, you know, the Browns were probably, um, I'm guessing, were probably hit the hardest <laughs> of any team. I don't know how you could get hit much harder. Right. But who knows what's going to happen in the coming weeks to other teams too. So, yeah. Um, Man, there's just so many variables out there, and you don't know what's going to happen. Um, and, and the Browns play play Saturday this week, you know, so it's a it's even a short week too. So, um, you, you know, I I don't know. Um, you, you know the uh, the game Sunday against the Ravens was was it feels like every week's a must win, but that was definitely a game that the Browns had to win to. Uh, you, you know, to, to put a loss in the, you know, in the uh, in that column for the Ravens and a win for the Browns, you know, just to keep the division close, and, and give the Browns and probably some other teams some hope of of keeping the division tight, um, you know, with tr- just a few games and left.
1: And the truth of the matter is, I mean, we were the only team from the AFC North to win this past week, so that's 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 a, that's always a big advantage when that that happens. Yeah, we're really just beating each other up. The the four teams in the division are really just beating each other up, (laughs) and it's gonna be the last man standing. And hopefully, hopefully that'll be us. That's the hope.
0: Yeah, I don't know about the other teams. I mean, the Browns still have you know the Steelers and the Bengals left. So um, I'm assuming, obviously, obviously those two teams have at least one division game left. But I think they probably all have at least a couple division games left.
1: So I'm, I'm actually looking. I'm actually looking. Each each team in the AFC North plays. Two teams from the AFC North, so the Ravens and the Ravens and us still have the bang- the Bengals and the Steelers. The mm-hmm. Bengals have the Ravens and us, and the Steelers have the Ravens and us.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, and, um, I mean it's,
1: it's anyone's ball game. and and you know this game against against the the Raiders. The Raiders have been have been you know not as great as as good lately, and. The way I mean, the way me and uh, you know, the, the my my folks from the Browns backers club that I belong to, we talk about it is that that was that was hopefully going to be a win in our column. While the Ravens play the Packers this week, which is a tough game, we have that yeah. two weeks on the 25th. You know, that might be that might if if the Packers can win those two games against the Ravens and against us, it's not going to hurt us that much. But if we can get there, if we can, you know. If we can win the Ra- against the Raiders and the Steelers and Bengals, we still have a- we still have a really good opportunity. So yeah,
0: I would agree with you. Yeah, it's it's uh, the Browns need almost have to win those two division games to have a, a good chance in the division. You know, the Packers game, it, it's really hard to expect to go into Lambeau, especially this season <laughs> with the way things have been going, and you know, and, and expect to to get a win there. Right. Um yeah, not saying it won't happen or, or couldn't happen, but that's, you know, obviously the toughest game left.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So yeah, I mean, um and then we just uh, all this uh, I guess we get back to this Raiders game, you know, coming up. Um and and I actually pulled up the Browns fifty three man roster and was looking at um or actually, I, I looked at the, the – um, I've got the depth chart in front of me. I figured that was an easier way to look at it with the guys out. Right. Um, you know, just – because you can read these names. And, I mean, you start reading – how many guys is I, I lost count? Um, it's like – is it 14 guys? 13 or 14, depending mm-hmm. on whether you count Stefanski or something like that. It might be more than that. Right. Um, guys that are out. And then you've got guys that are, you know, either out or questionable with injury over and above that right so you know so i got i've got this depth chart and then i've got you know the guys out with covid highlighted in yellow and i got yellow all over the place and then i got the i got green for the uh for the questionable guys um which i guess some are covid and some are injury and i'm just going by the out and the questionable that was on the espn depth chart and this this is constantly changing i don't think we're going to know for sure you know until probably um, an hour before the game who's who's going to be available to play in this thing
1: right um, and and, and the, the truth is to tomorrow tomorrow morning a new set of a new rounds of testing goes through and it's you know fingers crossed that no one else gets put on
0: the list oh well, yeah i mean right right now there's um you know there's one two three four there, there's a minimum of what five guys on offense, um, maybe more. I don't know. I don't know where Batonio stands. They have him as questionable on ESPN, but I saw him on a COVID lust too. Um, you know, so um, the, you know it's five, not counting Batonio. And then you got, uh, one, two, then you got three guys on defense, and then and then there's other guys who are, who are you know questionable or out with injuries. You know, like Ronnie Harrison and Greg Newsom. Yeah it's a ton of guys. I mean, it's, you know, it's going to be almost half the starters are going to be out. Um, you, ha- you have to expect that. So, um, and, and there are some backup guys that are, that are out too. So, um, you know, they might, <laughs> they might be, they might be, um, you know, playing this game with, with like a, what, maybe a 35 man roster or something, you know?
1: Um, One of the things that they, that they talk about is that they, Extended the practice squad for the for the opportunity for the ability to be able to, in case something like this would happen, to bring more players up. But I mean, there's a reason why guys are on the practice squad and not in the and not in the 53 man roster, you know. So while while the, they might physically have the bodies, you know, it's, in some cases it's you know not the wow. level that w- that we would want or expect or hope would be out there. This.
0: Saturday. Yeah, and our let's face it, our, our uh, you know I don't even know if they still are carrying the, an extra kicker on the practice squad or not, um, you know. But the third string quarterback and some of these guys on the practice squad are not really going to help a whole heck of a lot this week. Hopefully, right. so right. Um, you know some of those guys can help. You know uh, some of the DBs and things like that on the practice squad, great, but it, it's only going to do so much. So there's going to be a lot of pressure put on, you know, guys who um, the starters who are able to play, you know, for them to play maybe more snaps than they usually do. Um, And then you're looking at backup guys who are going to be, you know, asked to to jump in and play and, and who knows if they're even ready. So it's going to be. Very interesting, but like you said, it is the Raiders, and they haven't been playing well. They've got their own issues, so um, you can't just write this game off. You have to hope that that the Browns can figure something out and put a game plan together. I mean, the, the Browns' defense has been playing fairly well, and up to this point, the offense has hit harder with COVID than the defense is. Right. So you have to hope that maybe the defense can... Can, uh play well and and keep the Raiders you know from scoring many points. And anytime that happens, you you have a chance in a game. Right. You know you've you got a chance to score defensively. You've got a chance to you know play the field position game and and get some field goals and and get some points some other ways. And and you just don't know what's going to happen.
1: Hundred percent. Listen, as long as long as as long as ninety five is on the field, you know. We can, we, yeah, we got a if, chance. If, if, there's a chance you know and I, you mentioned you mentioned the Browns defense uh, I saw I saw on Twitter a stat that against the Ravens this past week the Browns defense limited the Ravens to four players or fewer on 8 of the 13 possessions that the Ravens had I mean this is this is this is you know major this considering how many ta- how many previous weeks they were giving up third down conversions and and fourth down conversions yeah. And this week, yeah, I think I think I think I think the Ravens converted on one third down out of like ten or twelve uh, double di- they had double mm-hmm. digit downs, and they only they only converted on one of them. Now I think they converted on a few fourth downs, which was a problem. But you know, when you get the defense, when you get the defense getting the other team off on, on uh, getting the other team off the field at, on, on third down. It's something. that's big. It's something that that we haven't been able to do till now, and hopefully it continues that we could do that against the Ravens, against the Raiders this upcoming week.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the defense played very well, you know, against the Ravens. And I know, you know, anybody if you, anybody who watched the game, all you heard was every five minutes from the announcers that the Ravens are without their best offensive player and their best defensive player. You know. Lamar's out and 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 Campbell's out okay
1: and as a side point just like I I hate the Ravens as much as anyone you got to tip your cap to to Tyler Huntley he came in he played well he did he did Uh, I'm I'm glad we beat him I'm glad we won (laughs) but you know guy came in and did what what a backup quarterback should do he put them in a position and fortunately, fortunately, our, 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 the players on the Browns made the, made the plays at the moments that were needed.
0: Well, well, let's face it. Hun- Hunley is on that team. You know why he's on that team? Because he he is as close a player as you can get to Lamar, you know, oh, right. in, in, in a, a skill set. I mean, nobody is Lamar in what yeah. he can do, but he plays he can play a similar, oh. uh, you know, type game to Lamar. So he fits their offense. So you can plug him in, and and I'm not going to say you don't miss a step because you do because Lamar's not in. Right. But but it's kind of just you just keep things going. You don't you don't change your game plan or anything. And he he stepped in and he he did. You're right. He played very well. Uh, but but the Browns defense, you know, the Browns defense played well. And people are going to look at the 22 points and they're like, ah, oh, that you know, it's too many. They shouldn't have given up that many points and and everything but they won the game um you know and and uh, i've sworn off complaining about officiating because um you know I, I think it even's out um you know i think the ravens were probably really upset because there were a lot of pass interference calls early in that game right i'm going to tell you the one long pass play um, that the Ravens completed. And I can't remember if it was Bateman or one of the other guys, he, he clearly pushed off on the Browns, you know, yeah. it should have been an OPI that, that wasn't called. So, and that took the Ravens down to the one and pretty much got him a touchdown. So, um, you know, that, that kind of, and I'm not saying they wouldn't have scored, maybe they would have scored anyways, but that play kind of got him right there. So, um, you know, I think, uh, If you look at some things like that, and what you were talking about earlier with how many times the Browns held them to, would you say, uh, four plays or less on a drive.
1: Yeah. The defense
0: has been very good. Eight out of
1: 13. Eight out of 13 drives. Four four plays or less.
0: Yeah, I just, um, you know, there are going to be bad plays. This is the NFL, and there are very talented offenses in this league. Right you can't shut teams down through a whole game. It just rarely happens now. So uh, I I think Joe Woods has done an excellent job. And I think the guys are really doing a better job of learning where they're supposed to be and how to play their positions. And I'm talking about the newer guys, you know, obviously miles knows what he's doing and some of the other guys do, but um, you know, I think the, the newer guys are learning their spots and, um, you know, I think I think it's showing, and the defense has, has definitely improved, and and uh, you know, they're able to keep the Browns in games. So, um, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see what happens in this Raiders game, um, and we'll 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 see uh, we'll see how, how the testing goes the rest of the week too.
1: Exactly. I, w- I will also say that that uh, heads up play by JoJo Natson on the kickoff. That was that moment was just that was so cool. Just seeing, just seeing him have it reminded. I'll tell you what it reminded me of. I don't know if you ever saw the ESPN Thirty for Thirty on Reggie Miller against the Knicks, where he scored like the crazy amount of points in a very short amount of time.
0: No, I did not.
1: Okay, so it's a, it's a it's a very it's a very interesting Thirty for Thirty. It's called Winning Time, and there's there, basically what happened was at, in the game. The the guy in the next inbounds the ball, guy guy falls down. Reggie Reggie gets the ball. He's inside the three point arc. He takes one. He goes back behind the three point line, takes the shot, and he hits the three. And it was like a big deal. And mm-hmm. they, have, they have a scene in this in this thirty for thirty, where a, a half a dozen dozen people all said the presence of that he had the presence of mind. The presence of mind. Amad Rashad said it. Mark Jackson. A bunch of the that he had the presence of mind to instead of taking the two to step back and take the three. The fact mm-hmm. that Jojo Natson had the presence of mind to notice what was going on, get out of bounds, get the ball. So this way it's a penalty on, on, on the Ravens. And they get the ball at the 40, the presence of mind. Like, I, I just want to like put that on, 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 on a loop on repeat, because I'll tell you, I, I didn't know the rule. I had no idea people that was I was watching the game with, we had no idea. I, yeah. I didn't know the
0: rule. I was going to ask you if you knew it. I don't know if any. How many guys on the field do you think knew the rule?
1: I'm um, I'm glad I'm glad we had a, we had the one that we did. Because yeah. I'll tell you if if any other I don't I'm not sure that we who who else have we had returning kicks this year? I don't know that any of them would have known. They're young younger guys, um, Felton and and uh, DPJ.
0: Felton, DPJ, and like, yeah. I don't
1: like no, nothing against them, but they're just younger guys. I don't know that they would know that rule. You know,
0: probably not. I mean,
1: so so the fact that he that Jojo Nasson did was was just it's a very like it's one of those things like the Patriots do. Like it's a Belichick kind of thing to make sure his guys know to do that. Like.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things you you learn in your 10th or 12th hour in the office. You know, it's not something you like go through, you know, just on a regular practice. or or just you know something he picked up who knows when um but yeah it's it's hard to imagine that that many other guys knew that you could even do that
1: right i'll I'll be honest i thought i i thought we were gonna get flagged for having a guy go out of bounds and then touching the ball because yeah
0: illegal touching of the ball yeah
1: i just imagine like that's what's about to happen i'm like oh man and then all of a sudden they're like that's on them. I'm like,
0: oh baby, let's I'm go. I'm like, what? The ball, we get <laughs> that, and the Browns got it at the 40. That, yeah, that was it was amazing. I mean, yeah. yeah, I can't imagine how many kick returners are going to have have seen that play on on highlights, maybe, and are and are going to try to duplicate that now.
1: I mean, you got to imagine every special teams coach is getting that clip and showing it to their players.
0: Yeah. see – yeah, they're gonna say, "Okay, I forgot to tell you guys this, but you can do this on the kickoff." <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's let's go back to the Miles play because we've been hoping for a few years. I'm assuming you have, I have, that that Miles was going to break. And we knew it was going to happen sooner or later. He's going to break Reggie Camp's record. You know, the the Browns' season sack record of 14 that Reggie Camp set back in the. I can't remember the year. In the 80s, anyways. It was It was,
1: 80, it was 84.
0: 84. Okay.
1: I, I I only know that because I looked it up. Like, I don't think I knew it like offhand. I was I was I was a, I was a baby at the time. I had no idea I that it happened. But
0: I, I, I won't say how old I was at the time. Okay. But yeah. Anyways, yeah, I was older than a baby, Menachem. All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just, slightly, that, just slightly. That's the year I graduated high school. The 84. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so um. <laughs> so we knew this was going to happen and then so he's at 14 and and then he has this this play and he has the forced fumble the fumble recovery the sack and the touchdown all on one play and he breaks the record all on one play and this was his for this season it was his first forced fumble It was his first fumble recovery this season, and it was the first touchdown of his career.
1: Yeah. This is the kind of play that years from now, when he gets inducted into Canton, they're going to be showing on on repeat. That's what this play is.
0: Yeah. How how much better of a play could you break a record on? I mean, I don't know what else he could have done. Right. (laughs) You know, maybe come out and kick the extra point. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> I mean he is he is athletic, he might be able to do it.
0: Oh, he could probably do it. He might want a couple extra a couple practices cuz right. I don't know if he's done it before, but I'm sure he could do it. He's probably the fourth string kicker or maybe maybe the, Jarvis is probably the second string kicker. Uh, Miles is probably third. <laughs> but it was really cool to see him break it in such a way because We've had other seasons where he's been close and then, you know, um, and then things have come up. You know, he had the suspension, um, you know, what, two years ago. Right. That kind of took him away from it. And then last season, um, you know, he he had COVID and that kind of just drained him and and that took him out of it.
1: And he was just never the same after that.
0: Yeah. So so this season he's been he's been more consistent. He's been playing well and we've been able to see what he can really do. And despite being held all the time and double and triple teamed, he's still putting up the numbers, uh, and, and the sack numbers. Right. And we know that that doesn't tell the whole story. But for for a guy like Miles, it, it's good to see those numbers
1: pile up. Right. And, and the, the truth is, you also, you also as, as, as great as he was, you also see the way Jadavian Clowney's been playing lately. And Tack McKinley in the last game was top-notch it's 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 yeah. a scary defensive line to go against now and Tack is out this upcoming week he was, he was i believe he was on the on the list of covid players but i mean this is a, this is this is what you know andrew berry did he built a team that can the defensive line that can get after the quarterback and again miles is miles is the a plus guy and the other two have been been you know somewhat reclamation projects if you think about it and they they stepped up they've played well and so you know, sometimes, sometimes when you're not the guy, it's easier to, 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 to play well. And I think that's what we're seeing with Clowney and McKinley. Yeah, way. when
0: you don't have the, the large expectations heaped on you, right?
1: And you know, Miles is just—I I, you just love the guy. He, like I, I wish, I, I hope he, I hope he stays healthy for for many many years, and stays with the Browns his entire career and you know let's just keep keep putting out 15, 15 and 15 or more sack seasons and we're good like
0: I sure hope so he, he's up to 57 and a half career sacks right at this point um I mean it, it's just the start I mean he's only I don't have his age right in front of me what is he 20 25 or 26 right now
1: that, that I'm not sure about. that's a good question
0: He's he's right, he's right around there anyways. Um, So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's got, he's still got the, uh, you know, a lot of his career in front of him. Let's just put it that way. So, so looking at this COVID list, we got Stefanski, we got uh, Mayfield, I guess, I guess is Kareem Hunt on the the COVID list or the injured list. I'm not even, I think he's.
1: I think Kareem got, Kareem Hunt got hurt in.
0: Okay, so so injury. Okay. Um so Jarvis is on, on the COVID last um, Hooper, Wills, Teller, Forbes, McKinley, um, Walker, I don't know if he's gonna be able to come back or not. And Njoku just
1: came off the list. Right. So Njoku and, and Walker and, and Jamie Gillum, they all went on the list at the same time. So if it if, if Njoku's coming back, then that means that he's been fine and he's tested okay the hope is yeah. as long as walker and gillam test fine and are okay they should theoretically be back we
0: also, can, yeah we can hope to get those guys back right. of course uh um you to say uh dustin colquitt punted very well
1: yeah last uh, week yeah I, and, I i wore my i wore my uh my Britton Colquitt jersey. In- I was
0: gonna say you you probably really enjoyed seeing a Colquitt out there, did I,
1: I was so happy to have a Colquitt back. In- <laughs> I was wearing I was wearing my 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 Britton Colquitt jersey. So someone at the bar was like, "Did you get that this week?" I'm like, "No, it's Britton Colquitt. Like, okay. it's a different number. Like, are you not paying attention here?"
0: <laughs> as soon as I heard Dustin Colquitt was gonna be punning, I I thought of you, Minocca. I might- <laughs> I knew you were gonna be excited about it.
1: <laughs> give me give me punter news i'm i'm happy to hear it <laughs>
0: that's right so yeah and i guess uh let's see jojo natson troy hill uh john johnson malik mcdowell um i forget how you pronounce his first name odinag is on the list um not sure about petonio if he's on the covid list or or uh, or if that's an injury designation
1: name on, on the covid list I remember seeing, and yeah. like that yeah, he was limited in practice or something.
0: Yeah, that, that I think that's just a questionable, probably the usual yeah. questionable, along with uh, Treder. Tra- so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, you get Treder and Petonio and they stay well, and um, that that's going to be yeah. enough spots to fill on the offensive line.
1: Right. It's the it's the Veterans Day off, as they say. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, and then.
1: Thomas um, rule.
0: Yeah. And I don't know the status of uh, of Newsome, um, if he's where he stands on his injury, um, the concussion that he had. Yeah, I mean we can hope we can hope that we can get him back, um, with, with Troy Hill, especially with Troy Hill, if he's going to miss the game, um, it'd be really nice to have Newsom back. So hopefully we get some good news there, but I haven't seen anything official on him um, yet this week. So so we'll see. We'll see what happens, but it, it's a lot of spots to fill, but, um, you know, I mean, uh, I think you go into a game like this, uh, you know, against the, against the Raiders and the Raiders are pretty weak against the run. And you think, you, you know, you got, you got Case Keenum, hopefully, hopefully these guys are all still there on Saturday. Um, Case Keenum and, and Nick Chubb and hope, hopefully you have, uh, hopefully DPJ and, and, uh, you know, um hopefully he's got another receiver or two to throw to. <laughs> and and, and,
1: if Njoku, and if Njoku's back. Njoku, yeah, that's that's true. Big, that would be a big that would be a big
0: deal. Yeah. yeah, and um yeah, and if you know they've they've got some they've got some depth at receiver on the practice squad too. Um, you know, some guys that can catch the ball. So so um, you know, hopefully hopefully they can put an offense together that can try to put up a few points and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I I don't know. I just don't know. Um, you know, if, if you're missing Wyatt Teller, Jedrick Wells, um, Jack Conklin, I don't know how well you expect to run the ball. Um, I I guess you can, you know, trot six offensive linemen out there, whoever they are, and just try to bang the ball through, you know, I mean, it is still Nick Chubb who's carrying the ball.
1: And they did that 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 extra offensive line a couple times. They put they brought in Blake Hance at points early in the game last week to get that extra to get to get a little extra blocking in there.
0: Yeah. One it, of the, it worked. One, it had some positive results.
1: One, I think one of them I think there's a penalty on Hans at one point and we're sitting there we're like, Wait a minute, why is Hance in? <laughs> and yeah. then we're like, okay, we're counting like, okay, six offensive linemen. Got it. Got it. Okay, we're good. No one's hurt. <laughs>
0: I mean that really didn't surprise me because I knew they were really hurting at tight end. Right. So and and when I heard heard that uh, Hudson was going to start at tackle, I'm like, oh wait a minute, something's going on here. So was not surprised to see Hans at, at tight end, honestly. Right. So um or sixth whatever whatever right. you call him.
1: Right. The extra the extra offensive lineman.
0: The- yeah. Yeah. More of an extra offensive lineman than tight end. Um. But yeah, I mean, um, I think it's uh, – the it's what can you say? It's going to be interesting. Watching. <laughs> Whoever sure. they have left on offense, it's going to be interesting. And hopefully we're not – hopefully they don't get decimated so much more that we're watching, you know, an offense so that resembles what the Denver Broncos put out there last season. Right. Because <laughs> if the defense, you know, is able to maintain the personnel they have right now, I think they can – you know, I, th- I think they can have a respectable showing.
1: Definitely. Uh, you know, I, 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 they're also, you know, everyone's talking about that they should, that they should postpone the game and etc. I, I understand why the NFL is is, is wary of doing that. I, I do. And you know, they're trying to get the, they're trying to get the their, their product out. And it, you know, we were flexed into the Saturday, to a Saturday game from. Originally, it was to the the this game against Oakland was uh, sorry Las Vegas was I knew I was gonna do it I I all right sorry about that Las Vegas Raiders all right so the game you just
0: call them the L A Raiders the Raiders the, the, Raiders. I
1: mean, the, Raiders. the yeah. Raiders were were it was it was a to be determined time and mm-hmm. we got we got put into the Saturday slot so just as easily as they put us in the Saturday slot theoretically they could put us in the Sunday slot but yeah. Like I, I I do understand that, but I understand the NFL not wanting to do that. But the idea that there there are people who are vaccinated and and and, and asymptomatic and they can't play, so I, I just it it just makes sense to, to let these guys play. Like I just I I hope I know there's some talk that, that I saw on the NFL Network that they're at the the owners meetings this week, and I know they're talking about there's some talk about the possibility of Letting people who are vaccinated and asymptomatic play, nonetheless, I-, I hope that they will do that because, really, I mean, we're talking like like trying to trying to put together a team with like Band Aid and bubble gum here, <laughs> to some extent.
0: Yeah, I I don't know if they're going to agree to let guys play who are testing yeah. positive because yeah. you can you can still I mean you can still spread it and. Right. It, Great if you're spreading it to people who are vaccinated and you're spreading it to athletes, you know, maybe maybe the strain doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't um knock these guys down at all or anything, but you've still got the chance that that these guys can spread it to other people and you know, and uh, and and you know, spread the spread COVID uh, right worse than it does, and I. You know everybody's opinionated on this and, right. and i know this um you know i mean you know my, ki- my kids don't even agree with me on covid so you know um f- families don't agree on this stuff right. so you know how, how are we going to expect that we can have a conversation about this on, 100%. on 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 twitter or any place else um it's it's just how it is you know but um it, it's it's a difficult thing and I understand the athletes, you know, the athletes can do better with it. But then, you know, how do you know what strain these guys have? Oh, I, understand. I And I, then you, and then you look at look at what happened to Miles last season. And I know he had some issues um, internally that that you know made it worse for him, um, respiratory issues, I believe. But but man, it, it you know it knocked him down for a long time, right. and you know um, the chance that that could happen to any other player by playing against somebody who's um, infected but asymptomatic it just it just doesn't seem right to me. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if postponing is fair because um, it, how how do we know what's going to happen in other weeks? Right. You know, um, it really seems like the Browns have a case to postpone this game or at least move it to Sunday, Monday or, you know, or something like this to, to see if they can get more negative tests back. Um, but you know, who knows what's going to happen next weekend? Maybe there are, maybe there will be three teams that will be hit bad right. and then you're postponing games and then you're pushing the season back and, and the NFL doesn't want to do that. So. Um, I just, I don't think the postponement's going to happen. I All think right. they would, they would probably rather see a team take a forfeit, honestly.
1: Yeah. It's, it would be a shame if that happens, though. Because, no,
0: it would, yeah.
1: But in a, in a playoff race to be decided on because the team had to forfeit, whether Browns or not, any team, it, you know, it would just be so, so horrible for a team to have to, to for their team to forfeit a game and then miss out on the playoffs because of that. And you think about it. How many? Just take 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 a team that's on the take the Browns out of it for a moment. Yeah. Any that's on like a, the the in the hunt thing.
0: That's okay? that's what what almost two thirds of the league.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If one of these teams has 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 a major outbreak and they have to forfeit the game because of it, they lose the game. They end up they end up with a losing record. And then the owners say, "Hey, you know, this coach didn't get didn't get didn't get us to the playoffs like we wanted, so now you're firing the coaching staff. It's not just the coach; it's the it's the whole coaching staff that's gone. Like, the yeah, reper- guys
0: are going to lose jobs. Players just, are going to lose the jobs.
1: The repercussions are so huge. And look, it's yeah. it's it's for a lot. It's for much more than you know. We're we we're, we're smart individuals, Rod, okay, you and me. But it's not for yeah. us to decide, obviously, you know. But oh." No. And, and just but but it's it, it just seems so simple when you say like, oh, uh, having a team forfeit. I, I can't I can't imagine that for any team. I just I would hate as much as I hate the Ravens or the Steelers. I would hate for them to have to forfeit a game. I want to beat them. I don't want them to lose. It oh,
0: I, I agree. You know? I agree. There, there shouldn't be any forfeits. Yeah. Um, But I mean, you know, if the Browns get down to. 30 active players i mean what you know what are they supposed to do sign sign a bunch of free agents and expect right. them to learn a playbook in, in a day and a half right exactly you know i mean what what can you do um it, it's going to be a very difficult situation if they get many more guys added to this list 100%. I, I think it's you know i think they can at least play a game with where they are now but, but yeah you add many you add many more guys or, or you know or maybe you know three or four defensive starters or something like this and this this has a chance to just be really ugly and you know not even resemble a, a typical NFL game at all so <laughs> um yeah let, let, let's hope they kind of stay status quo on that list and and we actually see a you know a fair game um, you know, I, I had the <laughs> I had the question written down. Menachem, and I, I saw a couple people or, or a couple people mentioned on Twitter. You know, just the thought that, you know, this happening to the Browns now, and and just some other things that have happened to them. You know, in the I guess just over the time of being the Browns, but the question is, are the Browns cursed?
1: <laughs> uh, you know. Uh... <laughs> As 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 Michael Scott on The Office said, I'm I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't curse, but but there's something, there's something there. <laughs>
0: yeah, I man. Honestly, if if this had happened in the week leading up to the Packers game, I'd be like, you know what, we probably weren't going to win that game anyways. Right. But um, you know, the, this week against the Raiders, this is kind of one of the you know one of the games that. Um, kind of needed to win, um, you know, so uh, so it, it's a little bit harder to swallow. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know. Um, as far as being cursed, I, I don't really believe that the team is cursed. Um, I, I don't believe in that, but I, I think that um, I, still, I still like the direction of the Browns. You know, I, I still like front office. I still believe in Stefanski. I think that, um, I think this is an unusual year in the NFL. You know, you can just look at how many teams are, are sitting at, at seven and six or, or, uh, six and seven, you know, right in that range. And it's, it, I think it's, it seems like it's half the league, you know, um, a lot of teams are right around 500. Yeah. So, and, and some of those teams had expectations just like the Browns did. And things have just been strange. I mean, a lot of games have not gone the way people thought. Games have been very difficult to predict. Uh, there have been a ton of injuries this year, not just with the Browns, but around the league. Um, and now we got all this COVID stuff is really, just really kind of seems like it's taken off and going to have an impact. Over, you know, I don't know. I'm hoping it's not going to be the rest of the season. Hopefully just uh, hopefully they can contain this thing in a week or two. But it's an unusual season and and things happen like this, you know, not just in sports, but in life sometimes where where um, things just don't go the way you expect them. And, you know, maybe that's just this season. So you just kind of write that off as an anomaly and you say, OK, let's let's just move on to next season and kind of see what happens. It doesn't mean you don't make any changes, <laughs> but you know, but you kind of say, "eh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, um, we're not gonna freak out too much over this. Let's just kind of move on to next season if we have to, and uh, you know, and and go from there because we we still feel like we got a pretty good thing going here.
1: Hundred
0: percent, one hundred percent. So I have to ask you. What kind of, are, are you doing any writing now?
1: So I, I've i been, I've been, there's a, I've, I've been writing for a, for a Jewish magazine. Um, they have a, they come out, it comes out once, once every, every four months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 have written a few, to, a few things for them. Um, I have a friend who's, I have a friend who's, an, it, it, they, okay, let, let me go back, sorry. This magazine is like a it's it it. Puts itself out as like a like a, a GQ type of magazine. That's everything. All the all the all the food products are kosher and it's run by Jewish people and thing. And one of the things that they they wanted, they wanted a a sports page of some sort. Oh OK, so I have a friend who's an at home bartender and he does the he does the, like the the mixology stuff for the for the for the for this magazine and he gave this the 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 person who came up with the magazine's idea the, he gave him my name we spoke and I sent him a few of my my articles that I've written from time to time and uh so I've been writing there and uh I'm hoping to I'm hoping to have some 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 something something else is in the works that I might be back online writing like I like I was before so Excellent. Let's hope let's hope it all works out.
0: So. That's good to hear because uh yeah, I, I I've always thought you're you're an excellent writer. Always liked uh when we, we work together, I liked uh, reading your stuff and working with you and all that. So
1: um I appreciate that. I appreciate ha- that. Happy
0: to know that you're uh that you're writing and hopefully whatever you're working on works out for you too.
1: Thank you.
0: So um you know, you know, um we usually get to a point in the show where we where we kind of give predictions about the game and everything, what we think is going to happen in the game. It almost seems kind of unfair to even do that right. with this Browns-Raiders game. But um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to peek back at last week's score predictions for the uh, – just to see who did what. And because the uh, – See, um, the, the Ravens game, the Browns won 24 to 22. Peter Jones predicted a Browns won 26 to 22, so he was pretty close.
1: That's pretty close.
0: I I, look, I had 21 17 Browns, um, and Jeff had 17 16, so we're actually all not too far off. But uh, Peter was really close with it, so um, what do you think? Should, should we just kind of make up some numbers and see what happens here?
1: Yeah, let's go for it. So let's go to let's 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 see let's throw something at the wall and see what sticks
0: as they say. Yeah, let's try it. Kind of like just a shot in the dark. Um, kind kind of give I guess give a score or maybe some any supporting thoughts or or no supporting thoughts if you want.
1: Right. So I I <laughs> I, I, I definitely always believe the Browns will win even when even when even the year we went 0 16 I still pick I would still pick them to win every year. Um, I think they're going to win this week. It's going to be, it's, we don't know what the offense is going to look like. So it's going to be a a, pretty, probably a low scoring game. I would say 14 to 10 Browns. I think miles is going to, is going to extend his single season sack record this week. Hopefully a sack and a half or two. Let's, let's get that going. And yeah, I mean, go Browns. That's, 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 that's,
0: well, here's where I am. I want I was, I was going to try to look up the Cleveland weather real quick, but that'll take me too long. I'm going to assume it's probably going to be cold and snowy or something. So that'll probably, <laughs> that'll probably make the score even lower. So I'm going to guess this is just going to be an ugly, ugly game. Um, I'm gonna. I think the Browns get a touchdown somehow and a couple field goals, um, so they end up with with 13, and they hold the—I think the defense just shows up in this game um, and kind of wins it for the Browns, so they they give up a couple field goals to the Raiders. They're going to win 13-6, to and kind of a—I'm saying it's going to be a nasty, snowy day, and watch it. It'll probably be 60 degrees in Cleveland on Saturday. So um, I have no idea what the weather's going to be like up there. (laughs)
1: Right.
0: So um, I'm going to go 13 to six in a low-scoring game, and um, we'll see what happens. But there again, we both uh, both in the Browns, and that's that's how we do it. And if Miles gets a second half or two, I'll be really happy because I'd love to see him, you know, just kind of add to that record. And you know, it'd be great to see him hit like 20 sacks this season.
1: Yeah, if if I could just go back to the to Reggie Camp for one moment. Yeah. You know, that that 84 season. For, for you know with, when he had when he had the fourteen sacks.
0: That was his rookie year, wasn't
1: it? I th- I'm not positive about that. That's
0: I'm good. almost I'm almost positive it was his rookie year. If not, it was like his second year. But go ahead, sorry.
1: So he so he so he, that that season that was the year that that Marty Schottenheimer took over mid season. Mm, okay. All, that was reti- under Itagliano. The Browns were like one and six, one and seven, mm-hmm. and they fired him and they. They Marty Schottenheimer was the defensive coordinator. They made him the head coach. And that was the season that we're, uh, we're going back to another favorite topic of ours. That was the season when Clay Matthews Jr. Had probably his best statistical season. Uh, that was the year he had like 120 something sa- 120 tackles. And he had, I believe it was 12 sacks that year.
0: Okay. And yeah.
1: Did not make the Pro Bowl because the Browns were, were, were lousy that year.
0: Because uh, that's how they judged the Pro Bowl, is how right. your team does, not how you play individually. Right. This is why Pro Bowls don't make any difference, right?
1: Except, Well, that's why <laughs> they actually do make a difference, because because as we know, that if you don't make the Pro Bowls, then the opportunity to make it into the Hall of Fame diminishes. So it's a little tied yeah, yeah. uh, together, as we all as. as We've spoken about many times, but yeah. that '84 season—if you think about it, two two guys that that camp at 14 sacks, that Clay Matthews at Clay Matthews Jr. at 12 sacks. That's pretty good considering that the team stunk.
0: <laughs> yeah, 26 sacks between two guys. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I looked it up earlier. I think I think the the team had like 40 42 sacks total. So they had 20 they had 26 out of out of Low forties. That's pretty. That's pretty amazing. If you think about it. I mean, that's. Um,
0: I'm trying to remember. I looked up a couple of seasons ago what the team record is for sacks in a season, and that that's got to be pretty close to it. I mean, at least in recent. Right. You know, recent memory. Yeah. Forty uh, some, I would think. So. Um, yeah, I mean yeah my my point yeah what I was trying to say with the pro Bowls is that they they shouldn't matter but you're absolutely right they do matter and they they count um, yeah it's kind of like it's kind of like counting uh you know how many wild pitches are thrown to a batter or something but um, but yeah anyways
1: <laughs> yeah but we but we digress
0: we definitely do but we could do that very easily and talk about clay for a long time so. Um, but yeah, anyways, so, uh, we're both, uh, we're both taking the, the Browns in a low scoring game and we'll see if either one of us is right or if we're, if we're both right, um, you know, as long as the Browns win, we're both right. So, uh, and, uh, you know, if they win and, and go to eight and six, uh, to me, you know, then. The pressure is kind of off because I don't, you know, the Packers game, is, they have nothing to lose in that game. You know, they go in there and just play. If they won, great. If not, it's not a must-win game. Um, you know, then hopefully they can be, they can be, uh, hopefully they can be healthy and, and at, uh, you know, at, at a good strength to play the, the Steelers and Bengals to finish out the season. So um, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully. Hopefully we get fortunate and this list stays where it is and the Browns have enough fortitude (laughs) to put up a game against the Raiders.
1: Yeah,
0: 100%. So, Menachem, it's been like a year since we've spoken and and our time has gone very quickly here. (laughs) What, uh, um, what, What would you like to say in closing, if anything?
1: I would just like to say, Rod, to you and your family, very Merry Christmas! All Happy Holiday season to everyone out there. Whatever holidays you you everyone out there celebrates. If you celebrated Hanukkah like me a couple weeks ago, hope you enjoyed. Hope you had your hope you enjoyed your donuts. If you're celebrating Christmas, I don't know I don't know names of other holidays. Whatever it is, it should just be a, it should just be this upcoming year should be a year of happiness and good health for everyone. And just, just let's let's go Browns.
0: Oh, man, I, I echo those sentiments, and it's been great talking to you, uh, Menachem. Uh, you've been a great friend, and it's always, uh, always great to have you on the show, and it's great to keep in touch with you.
1: Always. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: You're welcome. Uh, this has been the Browns Blitz, and we will catch you next time.